Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 191. Got a really good show lined up for you. In our warm-up segment, we're going to talk about our city of the week, player of the week, equipment tip of the week. We have a fun did you know, a good listener question, and of course, Paige's power play. In our lead-off segment, we're going to have an interview with the guys from Bat Club USA, Eric Rico and Oscar Urena. Um, are going to explain what they're doing with their company. It's a very interesting and exciting thing where we know you're going to enjoy that interview. In our cleanup topic, we're going to talk about how we should handle it, what our strategies should be when the games start to really stack up, and it seems like we're playing an awful lot of softball. And then our coaching tip of the week, we're going to talk about the right tools that coaches should be using when it comes time to hit balls at, uh, at practice. That so sounds fun. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And as we mentioned in the intro, please uh, check out that EFP20 discount. If you're in the market for a bat and you want to save yourself some extra money and help us at the same time, that's a great way for you to do that. Also patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you could become a patron, if you can help support everything fast pitch and coach prep, Coach Don and I would really appreciate your help. We've got a great group of patrons that have been supporting us for a while that have done an amazing job of uh, supporting what we're doing. Uh, but we want to continue to grow and continue to see everything fast pitch and coach prep prosper. Um, there's three different levels of support. It's all explained to you if you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, in our warm-up segment, let's talk about our city of the week, Kitchener, Ontario. Oh, yeah. We got to love all the folks up there in Ontario. I know there's tons and tons, Tori, of softball. And, well, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, when we were at Kennesaw, we had many kids from that area. Yeah, no, I know uh, my history with uh, Canadian softball players is not nearly, players is not nearly as rich as, uh, as yours and Coach Whitlock's was. We've told the uh, story about the uh, mystery trip to Canada that I went on to only get to watch players that were already going to Kennesaw State, uh, you know, dominating at the Canadian Nationals. But uh, we certainly do appreciate the folks in Kitchener and seeing the numbers jump. One of the things that uh, we're always asking our listeners is to get people involved with what we're doing. If you have somebody that you know is a fast-pitch person that's not already a listener, convince them to listen once, and if they like what, the, what they hear, if they like what we're doing, they're going to keep coming back. And I know that's how our numbers keep growing. Um, you know, we see this every week. Obviously, somebody in that area is doing a good job of spreading the word for us because we'll see a big percentage jump in different areas. And, and it's really kind of a crazy thing because um, sometimes it's in a big, giant city. Sometimes it's in a really small little community. Right. But all of a sudden we'll see a you know, 15, 20, 25, 30% jump from one week to the next. And it's always exciting when that happens. So we thank the folks in Kitchener. Please, if uh, all of you can get somebody else involved in listening to Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep, Coach Don and I would really appreciate it. Keep sharing. Yep. So Don, our player of the week is Abby Beard. Abby plays for Team Nebraska Gold 12U. They had a really strong season so far, fall season. They played in a big tournament in Oklahoma City, and Abby had a heck of a week. She was nominated by Ryan Buzicki, whose daughter plays on the team with Abby, and, and has, he's been very, very cool. impressed with her. Outstanding kid, outstanding teammate, um, has really gone out of her way to, uh, to do a good job of, of making everybody feel welcome. But on the field, she had a pretty strong weekend. She pitched uh, six and two-thirds, got a win, and only gave up a, a couple of earned runs. But she was dominating at the plate. She had a 700 batting average with uh, three home runs, two triples. She got walked eight times. Wow. And one of her home runs was a, uh, a monster over the 215-foot center field fence. So obviously, Abby had a heck of a weekend. Certainly, we're very happy to be able to recognize her. And we do appreciate Ryan. Uh, taking the time to to nominate sure. her. Yeah, um, great job, Abby. Yeah, so we would always love to recognize as many players as we can. If you have a player that you would like to nominate, reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Uh, just a few of the details, what that player has done, you know, the things that uh, you want to be recognized, and we would be happy to recognize that uh, that player. 
And so congratulations to Abby Beard. You're the Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week. Awesome. Equipment tip of the week, Don. Christmas is a around the little corner. more than a month away. Um, it's just around quick. the corner. Yeah. Um, we, we have been pitching the Square Cuts training disc as a tool that really helps hitters. It does a great job of uh, helping them uh, work on their swing, work on uh, the contact points, and making sure that they're hitting the ball as well as they can consistently. We've spent a lot of time talking about all the versatility that we found that the product has. Um, and of course, one of the special things is with all the challenges we're facing in the world now with supply chain problems, uh, we have them here in stock and we'd be happy to ship them to you. The Square Cuts training discs are $49.95 a dozen. Um, if you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, there's an order button. You just click on the link. It's going to take you through the steps and we will get them out to you ASAP. Um, and you will definitely have them in your hands. If it's something that you're looking for, for a uh, coach's gift, a, a player gift, a contribution to the team. So they've got some additional equipment to use. Uh, whatever your motivation is, it's a great tool. It's got a lot of versatility and something we're really proud of. I was going to say, Tori, we've talked about it before, too. They're much quieter to hit than a regular ball. I think we had mentioned that a week or two ago. You know, that can let the kids train at home without disturbing everybody else's studying or, or other activities, right? right. Movies. And, and, and probably keep you a little bit more popular with the neighbors, too. If you're out there banging away... Uh, <laughs> At 10 o'clock at night in the backyard or in the in the garage, uh, echoing through the neighborhood probably would be a little bit more popular training tool to be using. Say, Tori, so. we've got a discount code now, right? Yeah, yep. for the so holiday it, as well. Yeah, it's a I listen 21. Spell out I listen and then the number's 21. Uh, enter that and it's going to get you 10% discount. And again, we'll get them out to you right away. So, Don, did you know the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational, the maybe most exciting college tournament that we've seen in a while, is back on the schedule. It's going to be back in uh, 2022. It's going to be in Clearwater, Florida, and uh, the St. Pete Clearwater area does a great job with this tournament. And it's a very exciting thing to see uh, because obviously with Corona and COVID and everything else that we've had over those last couple of years, a lot of that has been has been challenged. And yeah. so it is in February. It's February 17th to the 20th, and it's a great tournament. It's got great teams coming from all over the country. So just a, a few of the schools that are participating, we've got Auburn, Clemson, Michigan, Central Florida, Wisconsin, LSU, Florida State, South Florida, Texas, Tennessee, UCLA, wow. Washington. So a lot of heavy hitters. There's more. I, I, I don't all. have the whole list in front of me. If you're lucky enough to be able to go and see some of those games, I would strongly recommend it. But the really good news is... They're going to be on ESPN in one way, shape, or form between ESPN, ESPN2, the Longhorn Network, the SEC Network, the ACC Network. Almost all the games are, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even all of the games are going to be broadcast. So for all of our fast pitch fans, it's a great opportunity for you to get to see super softball, super college softball played early in the year, kind of get everybody's uh, uh, blood pumping and, and excitement level up. Tori, tell me uh, or tell the listeners what the uh, facility's like. Wouldn't it be something to be able to walk around and see all of those amazing athletes in one area? Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, you've got a couple of fields that are back-to-back -to, -back to each other where they'll be playing these games. It's right there, you know, walking distance. Now, the one thing I will tell you is don't don't go without having a ticket in hand because you won't walk up to the gate and buy a <laughs> ticket because they uh, um, have sold out uh, right. the, each session the, the, the previous few years, and this year, uh, having had a couple of years off, I'm sure it's going to be a, the Anxious. hottest, yeah, the yep. hottest ticket in town. But uh, it's definitely something that if you get a chance to see it, it it would be an awesome thing to experience. I've been to that that park in in Clearwater, you know, 18, 20 times in my life, either coaching a college team or travel team or watching somebody play. Uh, but it's a great environment uh, and great teams, and and it's just very exciting. So, did you know? The St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational is back. Game on. So our listener question, Don, comes to us from Tim. Tim's email is, my daughter's travel team barely seems to warm up. It, you know, they, they throw a little bit and then boom, they, they're off and running. It troubles me because it doesn't seem like they're doing enough to prevent injury and I'm worried for my daughter's uh, well-being. What should I do or how should I handle this? That's interesting, Tori. I know because everybody is a little bit different in their needs for warm-up. You know, sometimes catchers need to stretch a little bit more than others maybe, and we've had different athletes that uh, require more throwing than, than others to be and feel ready. And most of the time for us, it was uh, older players that kind of knew what it was uh, needed for them to be prepared to compete. But um, with the younger ones, 
I think that's something that's not really even established or they might not even know. So, um, you know, coaching and a little adult supervision there, I think is important. And to be conscious of it, I think is extremely important. And, you know, not enough warm up could lead to, you know, potential injury from going to uh, maximum velocity without having, you know, proper warm up might be tough. Right. Well, to me, warming up well, doing the things that you need to do to really prepare your body to perform at a high level is such a no brainer. It's a little bit shocking to me to hear that anybody is out there coaching a team now that doesn't, uh, you know, have some sort of a warm up plan in place. But I'm guessing that uh, this is one of those things that we've just assumed that uh, because we know it's such an important piece that we're just taking for granted that everybody sure. else sees it the they same just do way. It. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things that uh, I've heard, you know, especially with younger players sometimes, is you know that they're so young and nimble that they don't really need to warm up very much because you <laughs> they're know, made they're, out of rubber. Yeah, they, they, they're they're harder to hurt. Uh, but I think that's a, a fallacy, and I think it's something that we need to address. And so, Tim, what my suggestion would be is is if uh, you're in a position where you feel comfortable with the coaches, maybe you volunteer to put together a pre-practice program. Maybe you volunteer to get there, you know, 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early before practice and take the kids through the, you know, the warm-up routine. Uh, maybe uh, you, you offer your uh, help to kind of uh, grease the wheels a little that. bit to kind of get it going. I, I wouldn't approach, I would not approach it from a, I can't believe you're not doing this kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah, more of a, hey, you know, a... I, I, I've been doing some research and I kind of think this would be helpful. I've been you know, reading some stuff and, and this looks like a really good program. Hey, I, you know, I'm kind of trying to learn a little bit more about it myself. And would it be okay with you if, if I did some of this with the team to help them and to help myself out kind of thing, you know, however you want to play it, however you want to sell it, um, that might be one option. If that is shot down, if there's no positive response to that and the coach just doesn't feel that, you know, investing, you know, that he's, that he or she is willing to invest their time in a warm up program, then at the very least, I think you need to make sure that your kid is doing all the stuff she needs to do. And that safe. it might mean that you need to be there a half hour before practice so that she can go through a really good warm-up program. It might mean that you have to get out there and throw with her and do some of that kind of stuff to make sure that she's got her arm warmed up sufficiently, that you know she's really ready to start practice, so that if they don't do much of that as a team or don't do any of it as a team, that at least you know you're doing everything you can to help your daughter be prepared and, and protected from the potential injuries. Don't know for sure what age Tim's daughter is. You know, certainly I think we want to get in, in good habits of, of making sure that we're warming up well, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, so that when we hit the field, we're really ready to go and, and ready to give it our best effort. Tori, and I'm, I'm just visualizing in my head too, you know, some of the challenging throws that do occur in games, you know, whether it's a ball hit down in a corner um, or deep in a gap. The, the throws that are needed are, are sometimes a little bit stressful on our players, right? And for those throws to be the very first thing you do in a, a game or in a, a, a competition, I think is very potential for injury or, you know, creating a bad environment. And I think that the, the long throws, the biggest throws should be in a, a comfortable, warm, loose practice environment before right. we have to do it in a game. And that's not to even say, you know, the legs and pulling hamstrings. And, you know, if we're neglecting the throwing part, I'm sure we're neglecting the other parts too. Right. And it sounds like this is just one of those classic situations where we're using throwing as a warm-up activity. And, you know, we've talked at length for years now about how throwing has to be a skill that we practice. It has to be something that we emphasize. It has to be something that we're working on every day. Sometimes we just have to help coaches see that if if the coach of this team is, you know, is, is either maybe a little bit less experienced or doesn't have the wherewithal to know that it's valuable. You know, you can turn them onto a couple of the episodes of everything fast pitch and, and let them hear a couple of old farts talk about why this stuff is important. You know, there's lots of ways that we can hopefully bridge the gap and try to try to get it, uh, get it resolved and, and, and do something that's going to be beneficial for all the kids involved. Hopefully we're not just saving energy, right? We've heard some of that too. Yeah, no. So um, we need to make sure we're good and warm. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to prevent injury. And we're going to talk about that here again in a little bit in, uh, when we get into our cleanup topic. So Tim, thank you very much for the question. We always appreciate when our listeners reach out to us. Again, everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com to nominate a player of the week, to send us a listener question, or to suggest any topics or ideas, things that you would like us to talk about. We would be very happy to do so. So, Don, that's going to take us into this week's edition of Paige's Power Play. Hey there, it's Paige, and this is for 
the athletes and mom, dad, coaches. This is for everyone. (laughs) Do you always feel like you're constantly being negative? Because honestly, I'm not judging you. I get in these ruts of being negative too. It's so human of us. It's totally normal. I catch myself being negative a little too often with the people I trust the most, like my mom or my husband, which still sounds weird because husband is, I'm still getting used to this new term, husband. My mom, though, is one of my go-tos. I will call her almost every day to catch up and talk about the little things that happen day to day. And I will way too often start to complain about things, even simple things like being tired or saying how hard my workout was or that I have so much to get done that nothing is going the way I wanted and like blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to get in this trap, a slippery slope. And so I really, I want you to really pay attention to what you are sharing, especially the ones that you love. And if you are catching yourself being negative or complaining or even feeling sorry for yourself, I want you to try to shift the conversation. And here's how to do that. Number one, ask whoever you're talking with what the best part of their day was. This is something I've really been trying to focus on rather than just Oh, like, how's your week or how's your day? The second one is talk about what you're grateful for or write it down. Um, And then the third one is come up with a solution for your problems in air quotes, air bunnies, whatever, bunny ears, because a lot of times our problems aren't even really problems. Yes, we come across big problems too, but we always want to come up with a solution for those problems rather than just complaining about them. See and notice how it changes your mood, your energy, and your confidence in your day. And I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, and by the way, if you want another way to work on breaking that negativity, you can always go download my free self-talk practice. It's a great way to get into better habits with the way you talk to yourself or about yourself. So go check that out. I can't wait to you to try these things and start shifting your negativity to a more positive light. All right, our leadoff topic, Don, is sponsored by Elite Sporting Goods. Elite Sporting Goods is located at 905 Grayson Highway in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Phone number there is 678-377-0270. You can also contact the folks at Elite at EliteSportOrders at Yahoo.com. They're happy to ship anywhere in the country, whatever you need, uniforms, T-shirts, spirit wear, uh, bats, balls, gloves, whatever you need, they can hook you up. Uh, Make sure you reach out to the folks at Elite Sporting Goods. So, Don... Let's uh, jump into our interview. We're very excited to have our interview today with the guys from Bat Club USA, Eric Rico and Oscar Urena. All right, Coach Don and I are super excited today. We've got a couple of guests with us today, Eric Rico and Oscar Urena, who have started something that we think is a very interesting idea, a company called Bat Club USA. Uh, One of the things that we know about the world of softball and baseball, great games, we love them, we're so happy to be involved in them. But the cost of playing the game at all levels, whether it's equipment or travel or uh, you know joining the different clubs and things like that, is just skyrocketing and, and taking on a life all of its own. And one of the things that's, I guess, a little bit scary to all of us is that softball and baseball might be sports that uh, could price themselves out of a lot of families' uh, reach and, and, and make it impossible for a lot of families to really play this great game and, and to get involved. And the idea that you have, I think, is a, is a, a great way to help offset some of those challenges, and we're very excited to have you here to uh, talk to our uh, listeners a little bit about Bat Club USA. So welcome. Awesome. Thank you all for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. We're happy to have you. So let's go ahead and jump in with uh, a a quick little uh, explanation, description of what exactly you guys are doing, kind of how we got to this point, where you're at now with with Bat Club USA. Sure, I'll take this one, Oscar. So we've been around about five and a half years now, and... Oscar and I are lifelong friends that played baseball together in Miami, Florida. since We were five years old, played together in high school. I mean, baseball has been great to me. I played collegiately at Cornell University and then four years in the Blue Jays minor league system. My sister was an all-state softball player. Like the games of baseball and softball have been awesome to me. And when I started looking for a bat at the time for my five-year-old, who's now my oldest, who's about to be 13, and I have another boy who is 11 and then girls that are nine and seven that are about to start fast pitch here in the spring. But when I started looking for a bat, I saw how expensive it was. I mean, it was unbelievable. They were bats for a five-year-old that were more expensive than the bats I used in college. Right. So I started thinking about how my life would be 
different without these great games, how my family would be different without these great games. And so I want to try to figure out a way that we could make the best equipment accessible to everyone, not just the best equipment, but the perfect fitting equipment too. Right. I mean, we were seeing a big pain point in the, in the market where it was so expensive that people were trying to buy bats that they grow into, or if they did buy the perfect bat, their kid would outgrow it in three months and have to spend another 350, 400, $500 for a new bat. So when I had the idea of the subscription service for high-end baseball and softball equipment, the first person I went to was Oscar. And with his awesome tech and marketing background, we were able to launch Bat Club USA. We've had an awesome response so far. We were on Inc. Magazine's 5,000 fastest growing private companies in the country for 2020. And we were a signature sponsor for the just past Athletes Unlimited fast pitch softball season. So we've had some great things going on. Oscar, anything you want to add there? No. No, I think the main point here is that, um, you know, we saw an opportunity to to alleviate some of the, that cost that you mentioned uh, around, you know, the equipment at least, right? So we know that you got to pay for tournaments. You know you got to pay for travel. You know you got to pay for meals when you're on the road. you got to pay for your uh, select team fees if you're playing select. But the one thing that is that we saw the opportunity to, to adjust was the equipment. Because you could, you know, you saw families that would go into Target and buy a $50 bat, and you saw families that would go into you know, go directly to a manufacturer on their website and buy the $450 bat. And the, the performance is quite different and quite noticeable at that, at that, when you start to get into that league and that, and that level of competition. And so, you know, we came up with the opportunity. It was honestly over a beer and a late night discussion at a ranch in Texas where we said, you know, what could we do here and how could we do it? And the subscription service came to light that night. Well, and I think it's an, a, a, a really noble idea to try to think of ways to help people have access to the best of equipment without having to necessarily take out a second mortgage on, on their right. homes and things like that to, to be able to do it. How exactly does the subscription service work? I mean, what's the, the thought process behind it and how, how does that actually operate? You want to talk yeah. about how it's evolved over time too, by the way? That'd be great. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it had, I mean, from, from the beginning, um, when we started in, in 2016, we had a bunch of different plans on trying to get people two, three, four bats a year and things like that. And it was a 12 month commitment and it took a little while to pick up, pick up steam. So in 2017, we started making the commitment was, it was still 12 months, but only was one bat a year. We were able to lower the monthly, monthly payment. I mean, there, there was a switch fee and things like that. But as we've evolved, um, we've recently made some, made some changes where, where we have plans where you just simply pay, pay a monthly fee. You can cancel anytime, use the bat, enjoy it. If it, your kid hit a growth spurt and you want to change it, change it. If the new 22 models come out and you want that new shiny bat, switch it. No problem. We even have a plan where if you switch it, you get zero, you get 0% financing for 12 months through our financing partner, Klarna, and you own the bat at the end. So if you switch the bat three times, that third bat is yours. And you got to try three different, three different bats. And we are so confident that you're going to get value out of what we offer. If you don't switch your bat during a 12 month period, we actually will give you up to $200 back in site credit and our value back guarantee. We've had some adjustments here to the program because we want it. Yeah. We saw barriers to entry, even though we had a great response, you know, there are things that we could do to take it to the next level. And we really want to reassure even more people about the value that we bring. No, and it's, it sounds like an exciting program. So what does somebody do if, if they wanted to take advantage of your program? What, what are the steps they need to follow or what's from uh, uh, A to Z path that they take? Sure. So, I mean, it's as simple as you, you, you visit BatClubUSA.com. You search for the bat you want. Uh, you put in your information, including, you know, your, your email address. Your, we, we take a phone number because we're taking recurring payments. So we want to make sure that you're a real person. Uh, and you essentially find the bat, pick the size you need, and we'll ship it out within three to five business days in most cases. And after that, if you want to switch, it's literally as simple as you log back in, you draw, you pick the bat, your current bat, and you tell us, I'm switching this bat out, pick the new one. And as soon as you return the old one, you'll get the new one in, within 24 to 48 hours again. Sorry, Oscar, just to, on, on top of that, we actually get about 98% of our orders out within one business. Oh, so okay. as long as everything, awesome. everything checks out and all that great stuff, I mean, we're going to have the orders, have the orders out quickly. I mean, a big pain point we solve for people too. I mean, you see this a lot in the fast pitch world when 
if a bat has a durability issue, instead of having to wait to send your bat to the manufacturer and wait four to six weeks to maybe get it back, you could just simply process a switch through our website. You can have a brand new bat in two days. Wow. Well, that, yeah, that, so, def- that definitely would be popular uh, with certain bats in the fast pitch world for sure. So yeah, yeah, without without talk about that. Yeah, we we just talk about the uh, bat that shall remain nameless that breaks quite often is right. kind of our code. But so now, uh, do you have a uh, some sort of arrangement with specific companies, or do you work with all the bat companies? Or how exactly? I mean, what what are uh, players' uh, options when when they log on? We, we actually have all the major manufacturers. I mean, yeah. you know, DeMarini, Louisville, Marucci, Easton. We Rawlings. even have Anderson Bats. Uh, we have uh, Rawlings. Rawlings, Axe Bat. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a little bit with Warstick, you know, starting to come up a little bit in the, in the world as well. So we have them all. We, we have every manufacturer that you can think of for the most and part. Some, something really cool that, that we've been producing through our partnership with our Athletes Unlimited being a signature sponsor there and we have six brand ambassadors and so what we were able to do was have the pros swing certain models and we we have a nice little review series on our youtube channel where the bro where the pros swing a easton ghost fast pitch they swing the the meta the mantra i think there was uh, de marini the the de cf and they just give their opinions on it on how how it felt to them and who they would recommend it for and and things like that which i think is a pretty cool pretty cool thing we had going on with athletes unlimited no that's awesome one of the things that you know we're we have a working relationship with anderson bat and they uh, have done a great job for us don and i are both you know really excited about their product but one of the things that we keep seeing is that uh, because it's a less well-known company at first, it mm-hmm. takes some convincing, you know, and I think, you know, for some of the other companies that you mentioned that they would face that same challenge. You know, we, we all grew up thinking of two or three uh, bat companies as the holy grail of, of uh, fast pitch. One of the things that I think your, your program would offer is an opportunity for somebody to, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better way to say it, test drive something before they Absolutely. have to make the, the full commitment to actually purchasing it. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. 100%. That's, that's one of the... That's one of the perks of the of, of the program. Besides the fact, I mean, we do see it a lot where, you know, if any player, baseball or softball, has a specific bat and brand stuck in their head, that's what they swing. It's it's difficult to get them to deviate off of it unless they have a friend who hit a home run with that bat or something something like that. But but with our program, I mean, we purposely carry some of these smaller brands because we want to be able to get them in people's hands, right? Like give them the opportunity to say, Hey, look, even though the, the Zen may be out of the CF may be out of stock right now, or the ghost or the mantra or whatever, may be out of stock right now. Just try it. What do you lose from the month? You know, we know we've gotten good feedback on some of these and things like that. Try it. If you don't like it in a couple of weeks, we switch it out, switch it out for you. So you, so you don't have to worry about it. Right. One yeah. And every, every plan comes with at least uh, 30 days to try it with, with no uh, fault, no, no payment penalty, no, no nothing so, or anything like that. Yeah. Right. So you, you get to try it for 30 days. And if you don't like it within those 30 days, we'll swap it out for a brand new one with no, again, no penalty. Yeah. No, to me, I think that's one of the, the real strengths of what y'all are doing uh, because it does uh, take some of the risk out of it. Uh, you know, I, I have kids that I work with in lessons you know, they have the, the mom or dad that are so enthusiastic that whatever the newest, hottest thing is, uh, you know, they'll, they'll buy a bat every three or four months if they think it'll help their kid hit a little bit better. So that person has an, a, an avenue for you because they can still try whatever they need to to make sure that they've got the best bat for their kid and probably save them a little bit of aggravation in the long run. So instead of having you know, a closet full of bats and their daughter only wants to use one, they can yep. try out a closet full of bats, but only keep the one that she really likes the sure. best. Yeah, I have a I have a mantra that I say that we I want to make it so nobody ever has to buy a bat again, right? Why would sure. you? You don't buy your movies, you don't buy your music anymore. Why do you need bats that are going to be swapped out anyway? Like, let us provide yeah. that equipment that you're going to change out, and let us be that for you. Not just beat up, but then just thrown to the side, right? So, you know, uh, a lot of people are are like, well, I might be able to. Listen, we, we know what happens with with years worth of bats is you have a garage and you've got 10 bats. Then all of a sudden you got a kid that's 28 years old going through mom and dad's garage and is like, oh, I remember this bat from when I was 10. So, yeah. well, you know, we we saw an opportunity there where we can give a lot of flexibility 
to always have have the perfect bat. Yeah, if you are want something that's geared more towards a slapper, you want something that's going to be geared more towards a power hitter because the kids develop differently too, right? And it's it's similar in, in the way I think about it a, a lot too is golfers don't just grab any club and go out and pro golfers at least and say, well, I'm going to go win this tournament with this, right? Like they, they have them fitted and they have things catered specifically to their swing. So that's what we want to do. We, we, we never push people towards the most expensive bat. And we, and Oscar and I have been working diligently. Hopefully we'll release this soon where we have a bat recommendation calculator where I sat down with my physics teacher neighbor and we went through calculating swing weights for all of our baseball and softball bats. And we do things like that because we want to help people find the perfect bat. We don't want you to swing a bat that's going to be too heavy or going to be too light. And we want you to have the perfect bat, perfect size and perform your best. No, I, I like all that idea. I've got students too with parents that want them to have the most competitive product in their hands, but they're not really sure of the kid's commitment level. If they're going to mm-hmm. stay, if they're going to stay with it to a point that justifies, you know, a $450 bat, um, right. though they want for them to have that competitive edge as well. So how would that work for someone that was just getting into it and six months later thought maybe softball might not be for them? Is that something? Yeah. So, so this is where we've, we've made the adjustments in the program. So there is no long-term commitment anymore. So at this point, you, you know, you can sign up today. And if after the season you decide like softball is not for you anymore, return the bat and your membership's done. Nice. Oh, that, 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 that's an awesome option. So now I, one thing you said before that, that really does pique my interest is the idea of the perfect fit. So if you yep. could explain a little bit about the, the metrics that you're using for that system to help people figure out what the right size, maybe the right length, right weight is. You know, it's a question we get all the time. We've probably answered it three or four times here on the podcast without mm-hmm. really being able to say, or, or I guess de- debunking some of these old ideas that if it's like up to your hip or up to your waist or if whatever, you can, if you, you can know, hold it out. If to you your can side, hold it out for three yeah. minutes or whatever, that that tells you that it's the right bat. So, what right. are some of the metrics that that, that fit into that? Uh, so maybe our listeners have a better idea of the, some of the things that they should be paying attention to. Yeah, so it's different on the on the fast pitch side on the fast pitch side versus baseball because baseball does regulate the drops as the kids get older, where fast pitch stays pretty standard. But for for us, we try to keep it pretty simple based on size, based on your strength, and then on your bat speed, current bat speed, and how close you stand to the plate will determine the length of the bat that we that we plug in. And then we'll give you a series of, if you tell me, hey, I currently swing a 30-inch Easton Ghost Advance, and I have a four out of five bat speed. So what that tells me when I look at my data is the Easton Ghost typically, from my analysis, swings on the heavier side, right? right? So I could swing a heavier bat on a 30-inch drop 10 good bat speed at a 4 out of 5 or 5 out of 5 bat speed, but I need to go up to a 31. Yeah, I can stick with that bat. I can stick with that drop 10. I don't need to get a 31 drop 11 even. I can go 31 drop 10. But if the rating's a little bit different, you know, if I say I'm 3, out of five, but I need a 31. Well, I'm going to recommend a different subset of bats for you. There's no one bat that's perfect for everybody. So the calculator will typically spit out anywhere from, from three to seven bats that we would recommend. And we just want people to try them. So it doesn't need to be the most expensive bat. If it's a $200 bat, it's $200 bat. And just to tie into that, there's no brand bias either, right? right? So we're not, we're not always leaning towards one brand versus another it is truly based on the calculation and comes back. So you could get the Techzilla at the top or you could get it at the bottom, for example, from the Anderson side. So it, it all depends on where, where, where it lands. Right. Well, no, and I, I think that's one of those questions that, uh, especially when we start to factor in the expense, you know, you want no, to get no, it right. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to spend $450 on a bat and then get one that's an inch too short or, or you yeah. know, two ounces too light or whatever. So, yeah. and again, I think all of this kind of ties back into with what you're doing with the subscription service is it does allow people an awful lot of flexibility if they're not 100% sure, if they don't know exactly what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this is a really good tool for them, a really good service for them, because it's going to give them the opportunity with a much lower risk to, right. to find out for sure exactly what's the right, right tool for them. 
We'll say so one other one other plug is we aren't just bats, right? We do the same thing for gloves and catcher's equipment, for example. I was just right? gonna ask, yeah. Thing where you grow out of it, you change, the regulations change, what you need, you know, uh, things need to adjust. Gloves as well. If you change positions, you're looking at another, you know, large investment for a different glove. So we we offer the same program for bats, gloves, and catcher's gear across the board. Well, the catcher's gear excites me because if I have to watch one more kid out there playing with shin guards that are three inches too long <laughs> right. or, a, or a chest protector that when they crouch, Tori, actually they're going to grow into it. Yeah, it. When they crouch, it actually <laughs> protects their ankles because it's so long that it's, yeah. you know, it's dragging on the ground. Over their toes. Um, so then obviously that, that same service then uh, works for uh, all of those, all those types of equipment. Absolutely. Yep. Same as always. So, and, and, and another thing that, that we're, as we're building our base, we'll have an, an opportunity. When someone returns a bat, let's say they return it after two or three months, right? And their kid outgrew it or they didn't like it and they got the new model, something like that. Uh, we do recycle them and, we, and we, we put them back on the website at, at a discount. So, you know, if you want a bat that's already broken in and your kid is comfortable with, with, a, used, with a lightly used bat, because we're not going to say use bat because really if we're putting it back on the website, it's still high quality right. and, and, and high performing. So we have different ways of, of, of recycling that stuff for people that are a little bit more cost sensitive on the bats too. So, and, and it makes it nice and easy because literally if you get it and for one month and your kid's like, no, I don't like this. You didn't pay the full price to worry about taking out the wrapper and getting it broken in and you just switch it. I guess saying that way they might already know exactly what they want. And you might have that in a slightly used product. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts yesterday, uh, the one about moving up in divisions between age mm-hmm. groups. And and our program actually sits very well for that exact case, right? Because on the baseball side, you have you have variations where it's different drop for one league versus the other. If you're going from a tournament for Babe Ruth versus a tournament for U Trip, you got different bats. And you have to change those as well. So that's that's a change. And then from the softball side, you know that you may have to either lighten up or change the bat as you grow. And we are that good, perfect option for these players where they don't have to dish out another four hundred and four hundred fifty dollars for these bats anymore. Right. And and one more thing that we that we add on also, because we have a we have a bigger mission, right? And and we do work with we do work with organizations in different parts of the country as we donate equipment. So for example, in the Chicago area, we partner with Marcus Nettles of the Marcus Nettles Project, former University of Miami baseball player that's now a law enforcement officer in Chicago that does baseball camps that bring suburban and inner city youth together to just create a better relationship for them, but then also with law enforcement. So, you know, we have a bigger mission on how we help people. And then so another perk of the membership is we have these member specific discounts with anywhere from, I think it's 30, maybe up to 40 different partners that give Bat Club USA members discounts. So an example is our mental skills training with ADAPT with Sean Larkin, who's been a main stage speaker at the American Baseball Coaches Association, currently works for the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, doing mental skills training. And he, so he gives Bat Club USA members discounts. We've got a few others that are pretty awesome. Cause again, we just want to bring value and help them find the perfect bat. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, we've seen over the, I mean, I've been in this for a very long time and I've seen, you know, a whole lot of different initiatives to try to reach, you know, the inner city kids and, you know, the RBI program and things like that, that have all had different levels of success and and lack of success. The driving idea of ways to uh, allow kids to still have the opportunity to play at the highest level, to have the very best equipment in hand but make it as affordable as possible. To me, it's just a, a much more, I guess, a real world opportunity to make a, to make a difference. You know, some of these you know, big reaching programs, you know, they, they have a great noble vision, but in, in a lot of cases, you know, I think the boots on the ground approach of, yeah. of being able to actually help one or two or three different kids is a great way to start. And then that gains momentum before you know it, you have a lot more kids that, you know, taking advantage of your program. And then that puts them in a position where they can continue to play and, and play at a high level. Get some of these neat yeah, so, the game. Yeah, so I'm actually on the advisory board for the RBI Austin uh, arm. And so uh, I, we work very closely with them as well. And Kat. Uh, yeah, with Kat Osterman and right. RBI Austin in general. And, and, you know, we donate equipment to them every year. Uh, we, we're at their annual event to make sure that we, we're donating something for the charity auction, those types of things. 
And again, I also went on the on the softball side where you know her and I have had many discussions and now she's opened up her own organization and camp. And so we're gonna figure out what we can do there as well for her. And and you know, we also have our uh, brand ambassadors too. So Gwen Svekis, Jasmine, uh, Jackson, who am I missing? Because we have six of them. Cindy so. Romero, Amanda Loren, Kaylee Clifton. Clifton. So you, so you're you're working with some uh, very well known and and recently uh, at least at the college level very well known uh, players that uh, have have made a huge impact on this on this. Sorry, guys, and I, I can't believe we forgot that. Victoria Hayward. Yeah, also. Victoria Hayward. She's yeah. a big one too. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, can't mind. Well, and I know uh, the Athletes <laughs> Unlimited uh, has struck a chord, I think, with a lot of people as a way to really help promote the game of fast pitch. Fast pitch has just been struggling forever on the professional level to get, you know, to get any real traction. And we keep trying and trying and trying and, and nothing just has, has ever really taken off. And so I'm hoping that uh, Athletes Unlimited is going to be a, a, a much more sustainable model you know, yeah. to allow these, the, these professional players to, to be professionals. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, guys, I think you got a really good thing going here. So how, how do our listeners get in touch? What's the... Uh, procedure. Uh, wh- where do they go to to get more information? Uh, BackClubUSA.com. That's where you can sign up. That's where you can see what we have in stock, what's available. If you have any questions, you can reach out to uh, member support at BackClubUSA.com. Yep. We'll answer within 24 hours and, and, you know, let us know what you need. That's awesome. So, so, there's, so there's that, but also last little pitch here. We do offer team deals with BackClubUSA sponsorships attached to it and we also have an affiliate program that we're growing right now so if anybody really loves the model and sees an opportunity to go out and and share with multiple people and wants to make a little extra money there we've got an an awesome affiliate program too and we can get you in touch with them very cool Uh, i'm really excited for what you what y'all are doing i think this has got tremendous potential it's going to be a a game changer for an awful lot of people and a way for them to as we said earlier, have the have the best stuff and and not have to break the bank uh, completely to do it. And so I think that's a, a very exciting thing. So Eric, uh, Oscar, we really do appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing uh, the the vision of what y'all are doing with Bat Club USA and 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 going through the nuts and bolts of how it all operates. And we're very excited and uh, we're going to uh, encourage all of our listeners to check out your website and uh, and to get involved. Well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you yeah, very thank much. Thank you for having us. No, it was our pleasure. Thank you. I think these guys are on to something, Don. I think they got a pretty good idea for a way to uh, really help a lot of people have a little bit more flexibility in what they're doing with their equipment. I think it's going to be exciting to watch how uh, how that goes. And, uh, you know, I guess we just need to give it a chance and try it and see if that works for us. Yeah, well, we're going to check back in here in a, in a little bit. And we're, we're excited about the possibility of uh, finding some ways that... Uh, Everything Fast Pitch and Bat Club USA can work together to help each other um, reach as many people as possible. So, um, again, thanks to the guys from Bat Club USA for spending some time with us today. So, Don, our cleanup topic today is how do we handle it? What are the strategies we need to use when the games really start to stack up, when it seems like we're just playing a ton of games? Uh, Maybe we have one of those weekends where we get in the loser's bracket in a big tournament. we got to play a whole bunch of games back to back to back. How do we keep our performance level up? Um, how do we maintain the performance during the course of that event? And then what are we going to do to recover after it's over? Wow, that's a lot of pieces there, Tori. I know uh, it's exciting for us to make it through a long journey or a long tournament like that, especially if we do get you know bumped into the game after game um, side of the bracket. And uh, you know, I think that's something that uh, each coach might approach differently. But I've seen all of it. I've seen the kids that goof around and play in between each of those games. And, and then also, too, where they're very isolated, where they're, you know, maybe even taken to an air-conditioned area or, you know, somewhere where they're not going to be exposed to as much of the heat and things like that in between to kids that sit under a tree and read. Yeah. So we've seen all, all of those. And, uh, you know, I think that each, uh, each weekend might pose a little different opportunity for us, but, you know, depending on the location and... But to have a plan, I think, is most important. Right. Well, and I think it starts off with understanding that this is going to happen to every team at some point in time. It's just an unavoidable reality of playing the game. It could even be that you're in the winner's bracket, but you still have you know three games out of four sessions or whatever, and the games just kind of stack up. Knowing that it's on the horizon, knowing that it's going to happen at some point in time, I think we have to start off with uh, doing what we can to prepare in advance, You know, to encourage our kids to do the things that they need to do to 
take care of their bodies, to take care of their physical well-being before they even get to the ballpark. You know, if we're talking about hot, sweaty, you know, steamy times of the year that we're, you know, helping them understand the importance of hydration and that they're, you know, drinking a lot of water, that they're drinking before they get to the ballpark. So they've already got that reserve built up. They've already got some uh, coolant in the tank, so to speak, yep. so that their radiator's not already running low before they ever, ever pull into the parking lot. You know, that we've invested some time in helping them, you know, see the value in a good stretching program and a good fitness program, that we're helping them see the value in being a little bit fitter, a little bit more well-conditioned. You know, I don't think for a lot of teams that it's realistic to think that <laughs> we can do enough training, enough conditioning stuff in one or two days a week of practice to make a gigantic impact. But I think if we're emphasizing those things and, and, see, and selling the value of them, you know, we can get more of our players to start to buy into doing some of that stuff on, on their, their own, own sure. you know, to be a little bit better prepared, making sure that we're talking to them about what they're eating the day before, two days before, how that's going to impact you know, potentially how they feel when the games start to pile up. And all those things, I think, are pieces of the puzzle that all require a little bit of attention, attention and, before yeah. the fact, right? So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not that we're going to put out the fire after the house is burning down. We're going to try to keep the fire from ever starting. We're going to try to keep that... Uh, you know, that uh, burnout from ever happening. So, so starting off with knowing that it's on the horizon, that it's going to be something you're going to have to deal with. So you're, you're preparing your players in advance for it, helping them prepare themselves for it in advance so that physically they're going to be ready. You know, another part of it, to my way of thinking, that's also very important is helping them be prepared mentally for the grind. You know, you, you mentioned about, you know, the, you know, the different varieties of, of approaches we'll see where you have, you know, some kids in between games, they're out there in the outfield, you know, you know, playing tag or, or you know, playing, you know, wiffle ball or doing yeah. something crazy that is just as about as intense or maybe even more <laughs> intense than what they were doing while they were playing the, the game. game. Yeah. You know, the, then you'll see other teams that, you know, as soon as it's over, they're all heading for the shade, you know, a wet towel around their neck and a fan you on their, on their and face a, and yeah. a, a, a healthy snack. You know, and you see other kids that as soon as the game's over, they're in line for the concession stand to get the biggest uh, thing of cheesy, Juicy nasty burger. nachos yeah. or whatever, some, whatever the least healthiest thing that the concession stand possibly has to offer. That's what they're I coming like, back with. I like after. the funnel cake. Yeah, yeah, the the funnel cakes and, and nachos lunch is, is one of my favorite things to see, but not, uh, not because it's <laughs> going to be a performance. Play, yeah. But the mental aspect of it, you know, making sure that we've worked on you know, some of the mental game stuff of helping kids keep their concentration level up, keeping their focus on, on the task at hand, refocusing when the game's going to restart so that they can be focused and ready to play, finish a game, win a game, have a little bit of a break, you know, check out for a few minutes, kind of get their batteries recharged a little bit, but then be able to flip the switch and get back in game, game mode, mode again. Yeah. So, so I think all those things are important, and I think all that starts with the stuff that we're doing long before we get to the tournament that we're going to have seven games in a row or eight games on a Sunday or whatever it might be. Should we have some expectations, Tori, for all of the kids or guidelines to kind of follow rather than just saying, okay, just show up here at 2 o'clock because we got the next game and we're going to warm up for 15 minutes? And I mean, should there be like a, a team uh, requirement? or? Well, or does that depend on the commitment level of our group? Or? Yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a team-by-team team kind of thing, um, and I think it's going to be a coach-by-coach coach kind of thing. I think some coaches are very aware of the importance of some of these things and are going to be very involved in that. They're going to... If we have expectations. Right, yeah. and, and, and in other cases, maybe not so much. But I think uh, what we're hoping is that uh, our listeners are going to take the responsibility kind of upon themselves a little bit, too, to hear some of these things that they can be doing um, and to help their player, for the players to help themselves, no matter what kind of ex expectations or guidance they're getting from their coaches. Hopefully our coaches are thinking about this as a you know, part of their team culture and part I of their like team I like hearing strategy, about that, yeah. So that each one of them does have a laid out plan where every player kind of understands, okay, in between games, this is how we're going to handle ourselves. In we're between we're games, not going back to the hotel to swim. Right. Yeah. If, if, we, if we do get lucky enough to have that kind of a break, but, you know, but let's say if we've got um, you know, three games in a row, and it's 100 degrees outside. So if, if we're expecting to win the fourth game in a row, what are we going to do to encourage our Along players to way. be as ready to, to go? And, and I think sometimes it takes more than just saying, hey, make sure you're drinking. You know, sometimes I think it, need, you know, it needs a hand a kid a bottle of water and say, hey, I need you to drink this. You know? yeah. and, and again, we know if, if it's to the point where that kid is desperately you know, craving water because it's that hot, dehydrated. they're probably already dehydrated. Yeah. But so hopefully it's stuff that we've done a better job of in the in in preparation. 
And then, of course, the maintenance during the day. We laughed a little bit about the kids standing in line so they can get their cheese, nachos, and, uh, and funnel cake. You know, hopefully, you know, people will start planning ahead and they'll have the, you know, the little cooler with, uh, you know, some healthier snacks some and some fruit, fruit and some, yep. um, you know, some granola or and Gatorade, some yeah. Gatorade and, you know, whatever their, you know, drink of choice is, you know, with, uh, you know, a bunch of bottles of water and, and you know, maybe, you know, a, you know a, a healthy snack, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead of the, the nachos with cheese. I feel bad that I feel compelled to say Gatorade. I've been conditioned. Yeah. yeah. Well, we say Gatorade, whether we mean Gatorade, Powerade, or, you know, whatever the, the, the sport drink might be. But I think that maintenance during the day is, is, again, something that if we're planning ahead, if we really expect our team to be successful, hopefully we're providing those kinds of things or, or, or you know, counting on each family to provide those kinds of things. So again, what's the coach's role? You know, maybe uh, when we have our team meeting, you know, when we have our parent meeting at the beginning of the year, we talk about expectations that we want to see the kids, you know, being able to have healthy snacks in between games instead of seeing all 10 kids race to the concession stand to get something that's probably not as beneficial for their performance. And I know when you're starving, Marvin, you don't really care just what, what it is. You just want something yep. to eat. You know, the uh, old idea of, you know, grab a Snickers bar and it's going to get your energy up. Well, we know that doesn't really work. You know, the, <laughs> you know, all those things that we used to think were going to be, you know, problem solvers ended up being more of the problem. And so, you know, I think that that maintenance that we're going to do during the day, the, you know, the having the healthy option, making sure that we get out of the sun, making sure the kids, you know, are wearing a hat, making sure that they're, you know, putting sunscreen on, you know, just those kinds of things throughout the course of that day when the, when the games start to stack up, a lot of times it gets easy to lose track of, you know, and all For of a sure. sudden, you know, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're sunburned, and you're miserable. Until well, it's too late. Yeah. And then obviously you're not probably not going to play very well. And then the last part of it to kind of sum this up is that after that long, hard day, and you've had a really strenuous day at the ballpark, Take a few minutes with your team while you're doing your debrief after you've you know, handed out the trophies and the T-shirts or whatever it is, you know, to do a group stretch, to do some things to kind of set the tone for, you know, we still need to be taking care of our bodies. You know, we had a big day. We had a, you know, a great accomplishment, you know, whatever it is. And instead of them, they just all grab their stuff and head for the cars and start cramping up on the ride home. You know, let's take a second and work on a little bit of post-game, you know, maintenance work, a little bit of post-game recovery work um, to make sure that we're Again, sending the message that, you know, the, you know, the, the player's body, you know, their ability to perform is something that we all have to be paying attention to. And if we, if we take it for granted, it's going to bite us in the butt. So we have to do a better job of, I guess, modeling that and setting those kinds of standards, setting those kinds of uh, that tone so that they know that we are doing it for their own best interest and their own well-being. I like what you just said there, Tori, about, uh, you know, team meetings at the end of a game or the end of a, a weekend that, you know, everybody's sitting there and listening, you know, still being attentive to what the coaches are saying, but you could be stretching your hamstrings and right. stretching and sitting and reaching and, you know, whether it's your wrists and forearms or whatever it might be, you can still be productive, right. uh, you know, and multitasking, right? Yeah, well, and, the, and that's a really important point. There's no reason in the world that, you know, I can't say, okay, everybody circle up, you know, start stretching and you know, one, one, one person... Can, and have it set up where it's okay for, for that assistant coach or whoever that person is to interrupt me every 30 seconds or minute or whatever and say, okay, now switch. Change, yep. And then they can stretch the other hamstring, and I can jump right back into the point of, okay, well, we you know we need to do a better job on bunt coverages because you know it hurt us in the, the first game, and that's why we ended up having to play seven in a row because we messed up that bunt in the third inning, and then switch. And so then we're, we're going to make sure we're going to work on that in practice this week because we've got to really focus on it and continue your point and then switch. And then, you know, just their a very ears seamless are, thing. Their ears are still working, yeah, right? It's yeah. a very seamless thing. And again, it, it and I think it's important because then uh, for us as coaches, we're setting the tone that, hey, we think this stuff is important. It's important for you to take care of your body. We're not going to just talk about it and then, you know, ignore it and, and hope that you Act do like that. it happens. Right. Yeah. But the games are going to stack up. We know it's out there on the horizon for every team at some point in time. This is the harsh reality of playing travel ball, high school ball, college ball. You know, college ball, not so much anymore. Once upon a time, you know, it was the goal to make it as far in a tournament as you possibly can because you got to play more games that way. And you don't see it quite as much anymore. But even when play you play so many games now, right? Right. Well, so, I, but I think it's important that we, we do the things we need to to be as prepared as we possibly can to send the right message about how important it is that we take care of our bodies so we can play the game as well as we possibly can, as often as we can, and that we're 
you know, modeling the kind of behavior that we think is going to help our players, you know, get to that, uh, you know, have that success that we wanted to have. Very so Don, cool. our coaching tip of the week. This is one of, again, my pet peeve. <laughs> now, especially for younger players, I think this is true, but I think it's true for everybody. Coaches, I know we think it looks cool when we walk around with that big old cool fungo bat, but unless you're playing in a wood league, a wood bat league for softball, I think we're doing a disservice for our players when we hit practice balls with a wooden bat. And people say, well, what's the difference? Well, there's a big component that I think is missing when we choose a wooden fungo bat over an aluminum or composite bat that are similar to what the kids are using. So, Tori, what I'm hearing you say... Yeah, there you go. What I'm hearing you say is... (laughs) Pretty good segue there, Don. Yeah, the, the, the sound is important, and especially for young players. We all know when we've been at the ballpark that when a ball gets crushed, it sounds way different than when it gets mishit. When it gets right. blooped, it sounds way different than when it gets driven. It, when it gets smoked on the ground and it's a, a screaming you know, missile that's going to barely touch the ground as it, as it scorches through the infield, sounds different than a over-the-top seven hopper that we barely hit any of the ball with. And they just associate together. Right. And so we want to give our players all the information that we possibly can. And so for our outfielders, we want them to start to be able to recognize that there is a connection between what they're hearing, what they're seeing, and what the ball is probably going to be doing. Now, every once in a while, there's an exception to the rule. But to me, every time I've seen a player crush a ball, I didn't need to see where it landed to know that they crushed it. I knew it within two-tenths of a second after the ball made contact with the bat because you can tell just from the way it sounds. Just a very distinct. Yeah, that that ball got ripped. And I don't care how cleanly you hit a fungo, it's never going to sound the same because a wood bat versus a composite bat are going to sound different. And now we even see this now in the composite bat world. How many kids like certain bats because of the way it sounds when the ball is hit solid. You know, that's one of the things that we see all the time. Well, but it just sounds different. It just doesn't sound as good. Well, right. that it, what it sounds like component of that is important. Uh, I think it's important for us as coaches that we kind of come to grips with the fact that it's not about us, you know, having an easier time hitting balls because a fungo bat's easier to swing. It's not about us looking cool because we've got our special little fungo bat that we carry around with us and you know makes us you know obviously be the coach or whatever. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter that we're used to it from baseball because again, at least in baseball you're playing some wood bat leagues. In baseball you're playing at least at the major league level where they're playing with wood bats. You know, I, no, I think for college baseball players or high school baseball players or travel ball baseball players, those coaches using wood fungos is dumb too. I was going to say, more. it makes more sense now, right? Right. To me. To help your players have access to all the information that's, that's taking place so that they are going to have every opportunity to react to the ball the way we want them to, let them get used to what it sounds like. When you hit a fungo and you hit a rocket, it should sound like a rocket. When you hit a fungo and you mishit it and it's a blooper, it should sound like a blooper. And they're going to start to gain some extra information. That split able, second. Yeah, be able to make more rapid decisions make those instant choices about whether they should break in or step back, whether they should go, you know, charge the ball or not, whether it's going to be a, a one hopper or a two hopper or a, or a five hopper kind of situation. And the more they know, the better they're going to play. And I was going to say in the end game, Tori, how many balls do we see just barely miss? Right. And that could be the difference. Yeah. To, or part of the formula. Yeah. And yeah. that extra bit of knowledge that they're going to gain. And again, you know, we know that not every bat sounds the same, but there's a big difference between a sound that they'll never hear in a game because they're never, ever, our, hear our softball players are never going to hear the sound of wood on ball, ever. Right. Now, they might still hear aluminum. They might still hear <laughs> composite. They might hear the difference between the bat that shall be remain nameless that breaks on contact versus other bats that don't, but they all still have some connection to what they're going to be seeing when they're playing in game situations. And so we want to give them as much knowledge, as much information as we can. So stop using the wood, fungo, stop, you know, stop worrying about your arms are going to get tired from hitting a few extra fly balls or whatever. Let's give the kids the information that they need to be able to play the game better. Good stuff. That one's fun. All right. So 
Don, that's going to wrap up number 191. As always, please make sure you check out our sponsors, Anderson Bat and Elite Sporting Goods. If you can, become a patron, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to fastpitchprep.com to order your square cuts training discs. You also have access to the YouTube channel. You have access to the uh, blogs. There's over 700 blogs on the website covering every topic you can possibly uh, imagine. And I just had one slight editorial I'm going to throw here in at what, the end. What on. you got? Have you noticed when we publish something asking or talking about how to do a better job as a parent, there's always at least a handful of people that come back at us with, well, why don't you say something bad about coaches? Right. <laughs> and then when I publish something that says, you know, mistakes that coaches make, coaches make. or whatever, yeah. I, I never see anybody say, well, why don't you talk about the, the, the parent, the tough parent. Yeah, or, you know, I, I see a whole lot of, wow, that's great. It's, you know, it's great that you're pointing out the things that coaches need to do better. So if you're the parent that reads one of those things on Facebook and wants to be mad because guess what? You're on the list. That's why the <laughs> list is there. So that's my editorial comment. That's the bonus if you stuck to the end of the um, end of the podcast today. If you read one of my posts and you want to complain about it, it's probably because, you know, it's that old analogy. If you're in a room with a bunch of people and you don't know who the jerk is, Maybe it's you. It might be you. Uh-oh. So we're just saying. But go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs, and make sure you uh, check out the blogs. There's a lot of funny stuff in there and a lot of good information as well. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.